0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am very unfortunately back in Newcastle upon Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Today is uh, September the 15th, Thursday, I think yes Thursday just checked with myself uh, tomorrow's games Friday September the 16th we are here at the a full slate of all 15. um you'll have to forgive me um I don't know whether I'm coming or going still uh, what I do know um one constant here on the sgpn is the machine mr moonaf manji
1: moonaf how are you doing I'm doing great. Great to have you back, Malcolm. I see you uh, made it back home in one piece. I don't know if you you, you didn't make it to Vegas, and I guess we can say in one piece, but that's a story for maybe another <laughs> time. Or you already told the story, but we've yeah, told the story to once. <laughs> yeah, glad to have you back. Yeah, we've been grinding along in combination of myself, Malcolm, or sorry, Dylan and Noah. So um, yeah, uh, it's been a pretty good week of uh, at least winning bets. So hopefully, we can carry that to close out the week.
0: Excellent. And we have a third wheel tonight and that is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? Oh he he's got under- it. Yeah, he's got already. You're He's on it, mute it, you're already. It. I hate.
2: Yeah. It. I don't know why two I started doing to, that. Like every podcast now, but uh, two
0: minutes and eleven seconds. What's going you on?
2: I'm glad you're back. Um, and now we get all this stuff happening again with me. But I wanted <laughs> to kind of start it off with today's Roberto Clemente Day. So it's it's a very cool, very nice day in the MLB. He's one of uh, he was a great player on the field and even better in the Pittsburgh community community off the field so uh today's just a little bit special to me and a a lot of people in the mlb so uh glad i got to jump on the podcast for this day so malcolm uh you're back from vegas what happened on the way back or what happened out there (laughs) um my
0: journey back was incredibly uneventful which I was oh. quite pleased about in hindsight after the <laughs> very eventful nature of my journey out. I did see um the three Danish kids in the airport oh, um, they, who saved my life on Carolina Wednesday money. night. They um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I could make eye contact with them. They would give me a lift of <laughs> from a five hour drive and I gave them a loser as a as payment. Um they looked absolutely broken, they looked ruined for three of them, um, which is the idea, I suppose. Um, but yeah, nothing much to report. I had a lovely time, uh, put a few faces to a few names, had a lovely, great dinner, one of the best dinners I've ever had um, at a sushi samba restaurant um, with Sean and Ryan and Chuck, um, Sean's brother. And yeah, do, do you know what? And People have been asking me, what did you do? I didn't do anything. I genuinely went 200 yards in either direction out of the hotel. I, I could have done that here. I watched the telly. Although, massive tellies. I watched massive tellies, drank beer, and went to the sports book. pretty much. much. Yeah, I I could have done that from exactly where I'm sitting now. Um, But, yeah, I did have a great time.
1: Um, Picked up a few tips from a few sharps as well, yeah, and uh, had some beers and lost a few quid. If you went 400 yards north or south, then we'd probably be looking out for you in the desert trying to dig you out of it. So, (laughs) glad you only went 200 east and west there, Malcolm.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. one of the faces uh, that I put a name to, Dryden is in the chat. Dryden, go ducks! Quack quack. Um, already giving Noah a little bit of uh, buffoonery in the You're chat. So yeah, um, it was really nice to meet a couple of other, a couple of other of our listeners as well. Hopefully, Dryden's going to uh, hopefully be contributing to uh, to parts of the SGP soon to as put well.
2: context into that. Dryden is a diehard Oregon State Beaver fan. <laughs> And Malcolm's hit him with like a couple of go ducks on Twitter already in the last Do you know what? Days. I was
0: trying because he said Oregon and I knew that there was Oregon ducks so I was trying to impress him I was trying to fit in I was trying to be one of the guys and okay. I said something about the ducks and I think this was like the very within like 90 seconds I said go ducks He just we just went Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the first conversation that we had. Um, So after that, I kind of knew we'd get on after that. So, yeah, I've just been quacking him the rest of the time. So... So I will get bored his... of it, Dryden. I promise you, I'll get bored of it. Might take me a few days, but if you just ignore me, I'll go away. That's what happens. That's the key.
1: key. His fifth or sixth words for uh to you was uh an explicit that's pretty impressive. It took yeah, me a little yeah, while. Yeah. He so, got his well. message
0: across though. I, <laughs> I kind of understood where he was coming from. He cut to the chase. <laughs> so that was that. Um yeah, I enjoyed him as bit. You know the one difference well sorry there's two differences about mlb fandom and watching over there one was day baseball um which i never ever ever see on that very first morning moon after when i messaged you and said does this national Guard's game start in seven hours you said no it starts in 45 minutes (laughs) that made me laugh (laughs) and i quickly had to throw a pair of pants on and leg it to the sportsbook um but then just the um they had the mlb channel over there um And just the, you know, you've always got the TV on in the background, just general background. noise. I have Sky Sports News on here where they talk about whatever's going on. And just that general being immersed in it, you just pick up so much stuff about what had happened the night before, Um, various storylines, various narratives, stats, different, different kinds of angles in, in, just watching that and being immersed in it gave me a whole new kind of angle on how how you consume baseball. And I don't know if I can get pick that channel up over here because it's something um, that I would we'll just add highly recommend it.
2: I love yeah. that
0: channel. You just soak it in, like I say, by the time you um I'm just sort of making notes or I'm, I'm checking Twitter or you know, say jumping out of the shower, it's just that background noise and you're just soaking it all in and generally pick up sort of little nuggets rather than me having to do it at nine o'clock in the morning in my time going and searching for everything yeah a lot of that news was coming to me so when yeah, I'm away i enjoyed at school,
2: that i stream it i don't have cable so i might be able to send you the link that i Ooh. use for that uh i mean website and see if you could watch yeah. it because my favorite show is mlb central and it comes on it. Nine in the morning here, so that would be two in the afternoon for you. Yeah. So you would have it's a three-hour show. It would actually go two to five your time. So
0: yeah, that and then quick pitch was absolutely brilliant. Just yes. for me, getting all the everything I needed to know uh, immediately. So yeah, it's been a fun weekend of uh, of baseball. There's been lots going on. The races are heating up. Uh, we had some live games this afternoon. I think I still had a little bit of Vegas win because we put our graphic out before and I had the Cleveland Guardians as my dog even though I bet the Chicago White Sox so I bet one thing it just said the other thing to you so um, I parlayed the White Sox with the under in the football tonight uh, in the Chiefs game so I'll wake up to a winner hopefully in the morning so yeah I'm sure we can talk about things that have happened in my absence as we get to the games because uh, we do have 15 um, games to get to is this show number 200 moon thought i imagine that
1: oh yeah we didn't even mention that yeah <laughs> episode number 200 um a little more grayer than we started with episode one is my head just as because of malcolm and all his uh <laughs> things that i've had to deal with with him for 200 episodes now but no um uh, yeah another milestone for us it's it's been a great journey looking to Another 100 episodes, another hopefully 1,000 episodes if the bosses want to keep us around. it's It's been a great journey with you, Malcolm, last season. Then we added Noah and Dylan this season. We've had a great amount of guests uh, on the MLB from Ariel Epstein to Minty to the Consig. Uh, it's just been great. So uh, here's to 100 more. It
0: only seems, moon Munaf, honestly, about two weeks ago that we did the 100th show. It really does. Doesn't it? Yeah. Like the consig. I met the consig out in Vegas. He came in there. I told him my travel story about coming out. He really enjoyed that because I know he's he's a man who likes his story. So he enjoyed my travelling story. So that was a pleasure to meet Dave as well. But yeah, that's absolutely flown by that this second one hundred. Um, but yeah, but that's the nature of an MLB season, I suppose. Um let's get stuck into tomorrow's games. There is one afternoon game, which is a two twenty Eastern first pitch. Is the Colorado Rockies and the Chicago Cubs where Herman Marquez will go for Colorado and Marcus Strowman draws the start for the Cubs? Uh, lines are you saw my screen out. but uh, oh, I haven't got any lines. Do, have, do you boys have lines? Is it is it? Is um, this, well, I'm using a new, a new screen tonight and I have four uh, games off lines. the board, but is, is this a Chicago Cubs? Uh, situation we waiting for the weather moon
1: um yeah it's the weather but i do see money lines uh i see the rockies are plus 115 on the money line and then the chicago cubs are minus 135 but uh, no totals yet uh, obviously just because it is in chicago and it's a friday afternoon game yeah
0: um yeah actually i've got the cubs written down as my pick at minus 130 so the lines must have been up earlier on have since disappeared but moon you can lead us off with this handicap
1: yeah, uh, like I mentioned, Herman Marquez on the mound for the uh, Colorado Rockies on the season 8 and 10 with a 5.25 ERA. Uh, last five games, he's um, struggled a little bit. Despite being 2 and 1, he has an ERA of six. Uh, he's allowed 20 earned runs and 30 innings pitched. Last start was atrocious for him against the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. Uh, he went four innings. And allowed nine earned runs to the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's allowed at least two walks in his and three straight starts. He's allowed two home runs each over his last two starts um, on the road. He has been better, where he is six and five with a three point five eight ERA. But he did have a start earlier this year against the Chicago Cubs, where he went uh, four and a third inning and allowed four earned runs to the Chicago Cubs. I kind of went back and looked at Herman Marquez's history against the Chicago Cubs and kind of what I found uh, over his last six games against the Cubs. We've seen combined runs scored of 16, 17, 11, 11, and 23. So you know, whether it's at Coors Field or at Wrigley Field, um, he he their runs are being put up in his starts. Uh, we talked about Marcus Stroman a lot on the show throughout the season, a pitcher that we want to back. When he's on the road, but at home this season, 0 5 with a 7.11 ERA has been better over his last two starts. Or sorry, his last five starts, where he's 0 2 with a 3.77 ERA. But he did struggle against Colorado earlier this season. In four innings, he allowed five earned runs. So I really couldn't come down to a side here. Um, I am seeing the wind is going to be blowing out to left field about eight to nine miles an hour. I think this is going to be another game where we do see runs being put up. So wherever that number comes out, if it's at, Nine and a half, uh, 10, I, I do like the over. I, I think we see plenty of runs being scored in this game.
0: Uh, Noah, we'll move this one to you.
2: So an interesting handicap. I saw it from uh, – I want to get the name from the Discord channel, but he's from Chicago. And the Rockies were in Chicago in a two-game series against the White Sox, and they had a day off in Chicago. Then now we'll play uh, the Cubs – and typically, like in the city like Chicago on a day off, you can normally get lost in some fun. I like the Cubs in game one here, the series. And I'm going to go look at see if uh, I can find the name that said that in the Discord chain.
0: So are you claiming that the Colorado Rockies have been on one in Chicago Is that your handicap?
2: Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of fun on Thursday night. That's all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, it's not like the professional I mean, sports people at you all. Know.
2: And it's and it's awful too. It's like you Thursday nights your your night off, and then you have you're the first game of the MLB slate the next day. So
0: Yeah. Um I've got the Cubs written down on minus one thirty here, just for a couple of reasons. I think Strowman struggles at home. Um more coincided with his struggles generally. I'm not sure it was a whole road thing. I just think he was struggling. And have pointed out that he has been better recently. Um so with that recency and the Rockies on the Road and Marquez in general just aren't very trustworthy. It's just about the limit of the prices. Um I had it written down a minus one thirty, have seen a minus one thirty-five, it's around about the limit is what you would back him as. Um and the Cubs did have; they've just swept the Mets as well. So, yeah, um, I think the Cubs have had a day off today. Um, so, yeah, they'll be bouncing, be a little bit of momentum to take into this early tomorrow. So they could get this done early, I think, tomorrow.
2: And I'll take the Chicago Cubs. So the name in the Discord channel from Chicago that said that uh, is Meat Hook Thirteen. So ah, yeah, Meat Hooks. That's where my analysis comes from.
0: Meat Hook has been a regular around the Slack channel and the Discords and I think he's be uh, popped up in a couple of fantasy leagues I've played in as well. So yeah. Um Sharp Minds 705 Eastern first pitch is the Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami and Jojo Gray is on the hill for the Washington Nationals. Um lines for this one. i'm struggling here with these lines boys hang on what are you
2: looking for the miami
0: washington game yeah miami washington um, is n- I, think, I haven't got that on the yeah, board no yet oh, all right, right okay good I, I'm Thought I was going <laughs> slightly mad on that one um okay no we'll throw this across to you miami at washington
2: yeah miami the marlins they're three and seven in their last 10 games and the offensive hot streak of scoring five or more runs for the nationals is over um miami's traveling from florida up to dc here for this game or this series on the weekend uh miami's jesus lizardo takes the mound he's three and seven on the year 381 era 85 strikeouts 30 walks in 75.2 innings pitch this year he has a 491 era in his last five games and a 258 era on the road um going up against this washington squad Josiah Gray is on the mound 7 and 9 with a 5.06 ERA, 145 strikeouts, 60 walks in 131.2 innings pitched. At home, his ERA is 6.48 on the year and he just hasn't looked like himself or the previous Josiah Gray that we saw in the first half of the season since the all-star game he just has not looked that good so um i'm going to be on the miami money line here that's my favorite play of the
1: game but you could also talk me into the over here as well uh Mina? yeah i mean josiah gray's been uh, one of those pitchers that we've talked about uh a lot about his splits right at home at nationals park two and seven with a 6.51 era uh, he has struggled over his last two starts, but they were against better offenses, which were the Cardinals. He gave up four earned runs and three and a third, and then six runs to the New York Mets um, in New York. Um, I I, I, I want to look at the WRC plus numbers here for um, left-handed pitch or uh, for the Nationals against left-handed pitching here. And like Noah mentioned there, that, that run of, you know of, of scoring five plus runs or even you know putting the runs up has kind of slowed down for them and kind of regressed here washington against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks number 23 in wrc plus um, they're striking out team strikeout percentage about 20.1 so i think this is a good spot here for the miami marlins side gray has also struggled against the miami marlins this season oh and two of the 5.24 era uh 13 runs allowed in 22 innings pitched um and in both of those games this season, the Miami Marlins ended up scoring. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he's actually faced them four times this season where he's 0-2, 5.24 ERA. So he's allowed at least three earned runs in, in the full starts. Uh, Marlins money line here for me as well. Probably look at their team total here as well, Malcolm.
0: Yeah, I just have to have a quick check on um, Josiah agrees. Uh, game log I think he was one of the bets I won last week I think he, um, by Friday I was doing okay and then over the weekend it, it went downhill fairly rapidly but I got Josiah Gray and I just remembered that they'd beaten the Nationals I assumed he had a good performance and actually he didn't go that well but um, somehow the uh, Nationals put up 11 runs and won that game 11-6 to six. I had this down as the under just because the How weak the two offences have been. Like you say, Noah's um, pointed out that the Washington had that little purple patch of scoring five or more runs. That's dried up a little bit. Um, and you know, Miami, if they, if they score two runs a week or if they have one night a week where they score some runs, that's pretty much it. Um, the total, we haven't got any lines on this one. I mean, this will come, I haven't seen a Marlins game that's over seven and a half. So it'll be maximum seven and a half, I would have thought. Um, but I can see this, I can see this dipping under. Well, it's not a strong lean. I just don't trust either offense to put any runs up on the board. And Lazardo's capable, and I do like uh, Josiah Grey as well. Seven oh seven uh first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays. This is a game that is off the board, so we can maybe have to skip through this one. Um Jordan Lyles is the pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles and is it is his name Matt Hatch? For Toronto. Thomas. What's his Thomas, Thomas. Hatch. Um, who I've just seen you, the Moon have just alerted to me that Thomas Hatch was pitching. Uh, but the Toronto Blue Jays. So I've got, I've got no line, lines on this at all. Even Jordan Lyles was a um he only came on the board a couple of hours ago. Originally they had Austin Voth going, who pitched one in last night. So I'm not really sure and um, what's going on there. Jordan Lyles is ten and ten on the season. Um, 4.62 ERA, 156 innings, 124 strikers. He got absolutely lit up by Boston uh, last time. He gave up eight earned runs and three and two thirds pitched. Uh, generally, he's got a 5.38 road ERA, and he's really struggling for consistency lately. He's all over the place, this Lyles. Um, I don't know if Hatch is someone that maybe Noah, who's our rookie um, pitcher expert, knows anything about he's frantically shaking his head at me so I won't pursue uh, I, I won't pursue that I have course not of question anything
2: on there yeah. right now. He he has three years on his record and it only totals to twenty one games and this is gonna be his second appearance of the season. So I don't really know much about him. Um I do think
0: that Baltimore have kind of fallen, just starting to fall away. I think they might have a poor end of the season now. I think they've used up a lot of energy getting into a competitive position, really outperformed what they were going to do, and I think they might just go over the cliff. Baltimore could be a fade for me between now and the end of the season. Don't know what price Toronto will be tomorrow. Um, so yeah, with no lines, I've got no other leans other than I'm not hugely keen on either Baltimore or Lyles. Uh, Moon, after do you have anything to add on this one?
1: I'll add this, uh, Thomas Hatch, or is it Thomas Tuchel that's pitching, Malcolm? Thomas Tuchel, well, he's got nothing else to do. Yeah, okay. He's been sacked, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he did have one start earlier this year for the Blue Jays against the Tampa Bay Rays. He went four and two-thirds innings. Malcolm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How many earned runs do you think he gave up in four and two-thirds innings? Twelve. Ten. Oh no. He did earned runs and twelve he did give up twelve hits, so you hit that one on the nail there. So. <laughs> um yeah, I think they're just gonna bring them back up, maybe be a spot start or something like that, but no other information.
0: Um and also Noah, have you anything to add on this one?
2: Uh no. I didn't I didn't know he had faced Tampa Bay earlier this year and given up ten runs. So I don't know. I just think Baltimore might be able to scratch this one across. Who knows?
0: okay um the lines that we are fetching out for you are coming from our headline sponsor at winbet Uh, now is the perfect time to join winbet and new customers get 100 dollars um Bet one hundred, get a hundred dollar free bet. The Winbet casinos open twenty four hours a day and get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. Plus, Winbet has their own same game parlay feature. Click on the game you like, select, build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay. We want to choose from head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700 The Elias Sports Bureau, as well, fantastic uh, new facility for us to use here. Uh, the NFL season is underway, and the Elias game plan app is the place where you'll get all your stats uh, that you need on NFL as well as NBA, MLB. Etc. Um You'll know the Elias Sports Bureau, who are the official statisticians of US Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. The app gives you player news, um, expert game analysis to help you set your fantasy lineups, things like that. And then you get all the uh, player injuries, impact reports, loads of different things. Um, so for the NFL season, um, the Elias Game Plan app you need to download. It is E-L-I-A-S is the spelling there. Um, You'll get a 14 day free trial of a monthly subscription only if you use our promo code SGPN. So, find the Elias game plan app in the App Store or Play Store and use our promo code SGPN. And finally, FUBO TV. Um, if you watch football, you do need FUBO TV. Uh, complete coverage of all college and, and pro football, along with NFL Red Zone. Games are in 4K. Uh, you get over 100 channels of live sports for a fraction of the price of cable. And there's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel it any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days. Get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot SGP. Next up is the New York Mets. At home to the Pittsburgh Pirates, this is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch where Mitch Keller will go for the Pittsburgh Pirates and Taiwan Walker is on the bump for the New York Mets. Lines are the Mets minus 260, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates plus 237. Totally error set at seven and a half. Um, Mitch Keller, five and ten on the season, 4 one ERA. 137 innings, 115 strikeouts. Taiwan Walker is 11-4 and four on the year with a 340-80 or a 134 and two-thirds with 106 strikeouts. Um, Keller's been pitching well, I uh, see it quietly. He's only given up two earned runs in his last 19 innings, including six scoreless against the Mets, um, tomorrow's opponents, on the 6th of September. Um, overall, he's got a 409 innings uh, road ERA which isn't horrible um, Taiwan Walker has been okay he's been a little bit better than average and the pretty representative his line that I gave you out there that 348 ERA um, is pretty representative of what you get from from Taiwan Walker he's given up a 370 in his last 5 364 at home he played in that same game against Mitch Keller on September 6 gave up four earned runs in that game and um, over five innings it was a game that pittsburgh won relatively comfortably i just think at this point in time having been swept by the cubs and maybe the nerves are getting to new york a little bit you can't i don't think sensibly put any money behind the mets in this position um the pirates have won four in a row uh New York Mets, a little bit twitchy. I'm going to take the Pirates here at a big price. Give me the plus two plus 237 on Pittsburgh.
2: Noah, they're your boys. Are you co-signing this one? Yeah, I'm co-signing it all the way. Today, they were my dog. I think the way I'm going to handle this is, as the sky seems to be falling over there in Mets land, um, every price here with the Pirates is going to open up at plus 200. It's pretty much going to be the same kind of strategy that I've had in toronto series when they're just a little bit overpriced against some of these big dogs i'm gonna put like a half unit on each game hopefully the pirates can steal one and make a profit in the three games
0: yeah absolutely i remember you doing that when kansas city went to toronto earlier in the season and came out
1: well ahead uh munaf is it a team ride on the big dog you kind of have to right i mean the mets are just absolutely struggling right now and it's 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 crazy to see how bad it's been for them i mean there's no way right now where you can put money on the mets right now after getting swept by the cubs i mean god that that just kind of speaks volumes to me but you mean you nailed it that mitch keller has been really good over his last five starts he had a great outing against the mets and taiwan walker had struggled against the pirates as well earlier this year so um, I the only direction I could put money uh is on the big dog price here. I think there's value there.
2: This is gonna be super ironic, but let's hit it.
1: There you
0: go. <laughs> Team ride. Uh haven't heard I haven't heard the trumpets the trumpets for a week or so. Uh Captain Insano is in the chat. Uh, good evening. Aye aye, Captain. Um pointing out that we're gonna uh ride the uh the underdogs this month we me and moon have really well actually for the first time moon after just last week i spotted aj alexi it must be a september thing because he was our yeah. guy last september um then mm-hmm. i spotted his name in a box score only about two or three days ago so
2: he was a reliever got sent down after that appearance though oh did he yeah i was i was i forgot about telling you or tagging you on that tweet that's funny. yeah oh he'll be back don't worry about that
0: um <laughs> Me and Captain Insano are currently embroiled in a titanic struggle in the Fantasy D-Gens League semi-final. It's really yeah, tight at the minute. That. I'm I'm up eight to nothing. Um, so hopefully I can maintain that lead and keep Captain Insano at arm's length uh, between Bichette's now and Sunday. Your MVP.
2: Sorry, Beau going to be your MVP.
0: <laughs> Beau has picked a very very good time to start <laughs> hitting it over the fence every time he's up to bat. So yeah. Um, and stealing base as well. I'm delighted with all everything. Uh, go with the flow. I'm all for it. 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals at the Boston Red Sox, where Jonathan Heasley draws the start for the Kansas City Royals. And Michael Waka Waka goes for Boston. Lines are Kansas City plus 152. Boston minus 165. Total here is at eight and a half. rang oh, on, I've got the wrong... Right. I've got Kansas sorry, boys. This little so buffoonery here I, I've got Kansas City yeah. against the Minnesota Twins here on my That's today. Tomorrow, yeah. uh okay. They're in they're in Boston tomorrow. Royals Yeah out. they are right. Scrub that last ninety seconds. You you Kansas had City, a pro- locker, right? Plus one, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely easy and wacky. Um, <laughs> I haven't scrolled down far enough. Is effectively what's happened there? Uh, Kansas City plus one seventy-five, Boston minus one ninety-five, and the total is at nine and a half. Uh, before I make
1: a fool of myself any further, we'll let Boone have to take this game on. Oh, he's shaking off the rust, uh, coming back from Vegas here <laughs> from Malcolm. Um, <laughs> let me start with Jonathan Hazley here. They're coming off of the series against uh, the Twins. They're traveling to Boston. Boston has a day off today. Uh, after getting swept by the Yankees, um, but you're kind of looking at what Hazley has done this season, and has not been very good for him on the season so far. He is um, three and eight with a 5.51 ERA, a 1.57 whip um, on the road so far this year. It's been better for him on the road as far as ERA perspective, one and two with a 4.54 ERA. At home, he's six point four three. Uh, but the story, I think, really here the handicap for me is how great Michael Walker has been for the uh, for the Red Sox this season. Eleven and one with a two point six nine ERA over his last five games. Four and zero with a three point three four ERA. Been ever been even better at Fenway Park five and one with a 1.79 ERAs only allowed nine earned runs and 45 and one thirds innings pitched. The Red Sox have won four of his last five starts, including his last start where they gave it to the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore. They won that game 17 to four. So, um, I think we got to continue fading this Royals team, especially on the road. I did that this week with the Twins um hosting them. Now they travel to Boston. Boston's offense has turned it around here a little bit. I'm going to put faith in Michael Walker here. Give me the run line for the uh, uh Red Sox here on that plus price at minus one and a half to take care of business against the uh, uh, Kansas City Royals and Jonathan Hazley.
0: Yeah, I'll jump in there, enough because I've got the exact same pick. It's actually taken me a little while to come around to Michael Walker. I kind of. Wasn't trusting him, although he was putting up good numbers um, and I hadn't put an awful lot of faith in them. But I think he's done it as uh, enough times for me to to turn that around and, and be able to pick him here tomorrow. And I just think he's, well, he's an MLB at the moment. Faded him last week, I think it was against the Tigers. Um, again, another one of my rare daytime winners. Uh, when I was away. I think the Tigers put me away relatively easy. So, yeah, Boston will do that. I did have this down earlier on at plus 105. Yeah, so, there's been a little bit of money on it. So, I've got the minus 105. But it's still a decent price. So, Boston run line for me, Noah.
2: Yeah, that's going to be the play for, here for me too, guys. It's pretty simple handicap for me is Waka is a much better pitcher than Easley. Easley's been one of my favorite. Just pretty much auto-fades. Um, my question here, I guess, just to add more conversation. Munaf, when does or if does this Boston lineup or team mail it in because it seems like they're at a distant. They're trailing by quite a distance behind the Orioles and the Rays for that wild card. And while their offense has shown signs of life, they put up 17 against Baltimore the other day. They also had six runs and a tight loss to the Yankees, but, uh, in their last eight games they also have games with three runs one run two runs zero runs four and three so it's like i i kind of think that maybe that yankee series was just like a little bit of life or just because it's the rivalry and then it's really just
1: get to the end of the season type thing yeah i'd probably think maybe one week before the season ends, probably that last week of September is where I would probably think that you don't want to risk injuries to guys like Bogarts. If you're going to end up paying him, Um, uh, Devers, they're going to try to find a contract for him as well. Um, So I think that at least for another two weeks, I think the lineup will still be there, but maybe the week before the season ends, you'll start seeing some of the call-ups and guys, those guys being in the lineup. That's the toughest
2: part about a handicap in these games in September is just we're doing it a day early prior to the lineups being released. So that's, what, yeah. that's one thing I'm very, very nervous about coming down the final stretch of the season, especially with these Dodgers run lines, 100%. Like We talked about it at the end of the year last year, or I guess I wasn't on the pod, but the White Sox weren't playing competitive ball uh at the end of the year and they still finished as like the two or the three seed and they played against the astros and on paper their roster lined up sort of with the astros but they got ran off the field in like three games because they hadn't played competitive baseball in three weeks so i'm kind of i mean hesitant a lot uh with the good teams that have kind of locked up positions here at the end of the year because i'll say that because the dodgers just locked up the NL West two days ago so
1: I think you got to keep playing them, just because what you just mentioned. Like the White Sox probably started sitting a lot of their guys last season, and they just didn't have that everyday routine. And now that you are going to, have to, then you have to go out and play against the Astros, one of the best teams in the American League, if not the best team in the American League. And you can't do that. I think you got to stay routine and just keep playing your guys every day. So if you are the Dodgers
2: and you have that buy that first round buy, you don't sit your guys with
1: like a week or two to go. uh. I think that you probably schedule in days off, but I don't. I wouldn't completely set them down personally. My
2: my whole thing is just talking about the games a full day early. I'm I'm hesitant to pull the trigger. That's all I'm going to say for that stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we're aware of that, and we It's often the case to look at lineups, but I do think you, you need to take it player by player as well. I mean, there's going to be some older guys who might want a day or two off, and then there'll be some. There'll be some guys who want to play every day. I think mm-hmm. that's part of the manager's job and that liaison between manager and player. So uh, I'm sure they've thought about it, planned for it. Um, and whatever happens won't be happening by accident. So yeah, interesting to see. Um, they talk about Boston mailing in they mailed it in for the entire month of may um so <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't think, I'm, it's not going to put them off uh, going a couple of weeks early towards the end of the season Muna. um okay seven Eastern first pitchers the texas rangers and the tampa bay rays martin perez left-handed pitcher for texas and Corey kluber will go for the tampa bay rays Let's see if i can find the right lines here i'll give you the lines for the game that is we're actually talking about uh Texas are plus 130, Tampa Bay minus 145. Totally uh, is set at seven straight back to you, Noah, for this one.
2: So Texas, they're traveling in to Tampa Bay on an off day. Tampa travels from Toronto back to Florida, where they lost three or four against the Blue Jays, and they're two and six in their last eight games against Toronto and the Yankees. After the Toronto series, the uh, the Rays trail the division by seven and a half games, and they've fallen to the third wild card spot with a four game lead over Baltimore. These games against Texas are actually like the easiest games left on their schedule. They need to be winning some of these this weekend. Um, it's going to be tough though, with Martin Perez on the mound on Friday. He's 11 and 6 this year with a 2.77 ERA, 156 strikeouts, 57 walks in 172 innings pitched. He has a 2.72 ERA in his last 6 games and a 2.64 road ERA. For Tampa Bay, Corey Kluber goes, he's 10 and 8 with a 4.36 ERA, 122 strikeouts, 18 walks, 142.1 innings pitched. He got bombed in his last start for 6 runs in the before the second inning even ended by the Yankees does he bounce back? I don't know. And I trust Perez a little bit more than Kluber right now. And the Rangers offense has actually been better than the Rays recently. So I'll take the Rangers on the money line here.
0: Okay. So we've got a bit of a dog play there uh, from Noah. What do you make of uh, Corey Kluber after that last start moving Yeah.
1: You're getting a little bit of fumes here to kind of close out the season here. Um, you know, no one mentioned it. He didn't get out of the first inning against the Yankees. Uh, his last two starts were against actually the Yankees, but in Yankee Stadium in his last start, like Noah said there, he just got absolutely blowing up. Martin P- Martin Perez is a guy that I want to trust. He, he's been solid all season, 6-3 and three on uh, the road this year, like Noah mentioned there, 2.62 ERA. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic over his last five starts. I think what really stands out here is what Noah mentioned is a travel spot, right, like Texas is probably already in Tampa uh, to take on the the Rays, and now Rays have to f- travel from Toronto all the way down back to Florida. So, um, and now you're going up against a left-handed pitcher, Martin Perez. Arguably, or not arguably, I think their best pitcher this season by far. I like the play on the Rangers here. Probably look at Rangers team total in this game as well to go over.
0: Yeah. Okay. The the play I got to this one was for, was four and over. Um, I watched that Kluber start last week. I think he gave up five consecutive singles in the first inning. Uh, in that game that was just over uh, inside 20 minutes, just non-competitive affair. Um, yeah, Kluber just seemed to be tight. There's a couple of pictures on this slate that I looked at, and I just thought they were they were tiring. There's another one we're going to come to um, in a little while. So yeah, seven. I thought was just a hair too low here. I think um, Tampa Bay is still fighting. They're going to. They're just. Busy wrapping up a win in Toronto six to nothing as we speak. Uh, That game's in the ninth inning, so they're still fighting. If they can put up two or three runs tomorrow, I do think Texas could get to um, can get to Kluber and hopefully contribute to that total going over seven.
2: I want to mention this too, by the way, with the Rays offense, we all know that like they don't really rely on that home run, and Perez does not give up many at all, so um, that is something to look at here is he's gonna he's a pitcher that uh, likes to pitch to contact and the Rays want to I mean hit for contact if that makes any sense to the, uh, to the listener Um so it kind of plays into them but the travel spot's huge I, I like Texas
0: yeah so um, Johnny Junta friend of the show yesterday claimed that Tampa Bay were a circus act <laughs> which I think is kind of what you're alluding to that they, they sort of want to cobbled together runs other than hit him over the fence. Um, No House Advantage is a new sponsor, yeah, Um, on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, No House Advantage, changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in picking contests versus other people for a shot at winning over $250,000 in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props and earn points for correct picks. Um, You can climb the leaderboard, for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and uh, win 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. You can bet on up to five player props um, or individual player matchups across all major sports. If you use the code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25, make sure to check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Because it's not just how you play, but also where you play, and you won't want to miss out on this. Uh, promo guy is the best place to go if you're interested in uh, plus EV betting strategies to make consistent betting. Uh, daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. Um The bet tracker shows an average um, return on investment of 25%. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. The daily promo updates um, have been really informative lately. They don't just tell you and what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds. And that's absolutely crucial uh, to make your betting dollar go a little bit further. Um, If you go to promoguide.us, check out the 100% tracked, transparent, sound like Billy, and proven method for being smarter. Once again, with promoguide.us, you get consistency, and consistency gives you profit. And finally, Sleeper, the fastest-growing fantasy platform. With millions of players, I had a decent week in fantasy last weekend. Uh, all of my leagues on the sleeper. Um, the overall under game, which they introduced, is still flying along. It's the first sports contest game, um, which is integrated into your fantasy experience. So if you like a player prop, you can just click on that uh, little symbol that you get next to a player in your fantasy team, and you can take the player prop and win anything from two to 20 times the money that you put in. The thing to do here. Is uh, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 if you use the promo code SGP. That is sleeper.com slash SGP. 100 dollars match deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We continue with E710 Eastern first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Guardians. Officially Minnesota TBD. I think it's Chris Archer. Uh, going for the Twins and Tristan McKenzie draws the start for Cleveland. Are there any lines on this one? I'm not seeing any lines on this, boys, at all. Um, which will be because of the uh TBD uh situation with the Minnesota pitcher, uh, Chris Archer. I will go along and handicap because I think he is the guy to go two and eight, fifty six ERA, 102 and two thirds and 84 strikeouts. Justin McKenzie, 10 and 11 with a three or five ERA, 165 and one third with 159 strikeouts. Um, Archer struggling. Archer's the second pitcher that I think is, um, just, they're just about to put him away. I think, um, like we just talked about, Corey Kluber being fatigued. I think Chris Archer, he hasn't gone long all season. We've mentioned this a lot. He never goes past five innings. You get four, f- 4.1, four and two thirds out of him. Um, so yeah, he's, he has faced really tough opposition as well. He hasn't drawn an easy start for ages. Um, but yeah, that's just one of those things. Um, McKenzie is 2-2 two and two with a 2.64 ERA in his last five. He's been great. He, the last time he faced... Uh, Minnesota was in his last start where he pitched seven scoreless. Cleveland have continued to surprise me, continue to be competitive. Um, I know they got shellacked a little bit by the White Sox this evening, but i kept a close eye on Cleveland and the, nothing they do at the moment looks fluky at all. I think they're going to stay competitive. I think they could take advantage of Archer. This this would not surprise me if it was Archer's last start of the season, I'll be honest with you. Um, and Cleveland can help um edge him out of the start and rotation by smashing him up tomorrow. Give me Cleveland on the run line, whatever price that is, Munaf.
1: Yeah, um, Tristan McKenzie did struggle early uh, on against the uh, Minnesota Twins at least in his, uh, at least two out of the three starts prior to the last one um, where he allowed six earned runs and seven earned runs to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, but like you mentioned, his last start was absolutely brilliant. Seven shutout innings. He only gave up six hits and he's been in good form uh, over his last five starts where he is 2-2 uh, two and with two a 2.64 ERA. This is a big series for both teams, right? We're talking about the AL Central um, um, division battle here. So this, I think they're playing five games in three days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so this is going to be a big series. I, I, I lean with the Guardians here in this first game uh, with McKenzie on the mound. I, uh, if it is Chris Archer, I just don't trust him enough uh, to, number one, go, like you mentioned, You know, four or five innings in this matchup. Um, and you know, against the Guardians this season, uh, Chris Archer is 0 1 with a 4.50 ERA and two starts. So, uh, let's go with the Guardians here uh, against the Minnesota Twins.
2: Uh, Nuit, yeah, so I, <clears throat> I see they play each other four times in the next three days, uh, for the Twins and Guardians. These two pitchers in specific just faced each other on September 10th, where like Munaf mentioned, McKenzie went seven innings. He gave up six hits without a run, uh, five strikeouts, two walks. Archer got booted in the second inning after giving up two runs on a home run. So um, I <clears throat> my feeling is pretty much the same as when we talked about like the divisional future stuff. I think... The Twins are just kind of going to bow out of this AL Central race soon enough. I think it's going to be between the card- Guardians and the White Sox. I have the Guardians win in this game, guys.
0: 7 10 Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox at the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Lucas Giolito is on the mound for the White Sox. Matt Manning gets the ball for Detroit. Prices are uh, minus one fifty on the White Sox. Detroit are a home puppy at plus one thirty-five. Tortelier is set at seven and a half. Uh, Moonaf, um, any love for a home dog here?
1: Um, not sure. Uh, again, we just talked about how, or what just Noah said that this division is probably just going to come down to the White Sox and the uh, Guardians. And the White Sox picked up a huge victory in that makeup game against the guardians earlier uh, this afternoon on Thursday. It does make me nervous that Lucas Giolito has struggled over his last five games where he is one in three with a 6.31 ERA. He's allowed 18 runs in 25 and two thirds innings pitched. Um, They've lost three out of his last five starts um and against the Tigers this season he has struggled where he has a uh, nine earned runs sorry yeah nine earned runs in seventeen and two thirds innings pitched. Um Matt Manning you know we were talking about him I think maybe last month you know Noah was on his strikeout props uh, I think this was probably a month ago. He, he has also struggled against the White Sox in one start, but it's a very small sample of five innings, of so four earned runs and ten hits. Uh, two and two over his last five stars with a 4.21 ERA. He's faced the Royals in back-to-back starts where he has given up you know at least two earned runs in both of those starts. Did struggle against the Mariners, seven earned runs. <sighs> and I think that the White Sox know that if they're going to be in contention for this division, you have to beat up against the lesser opponents in this division like the Tigers are. So I'm going to go with the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go with the White Sox here um, reluctantly uh, to get this job done against the Tigers uh, in this series, or at least game one of this series. Um, I thought there was just enough
0: in this to take the over. I had this down at seven earlier on It's We've just seven and a half, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, the White Sox are, are staying competitive. Um, I think they could do something similar. Uh, tomorrow than they did to uh, Cleveland today. Uh, Cleveland had to, was a spot start, to the Gaddis went. Um, so I think that was a good spot for Chicago to take advantage. But, uh, Matt Manning and Giulito, I think, in both contribute here. Seven was too low. Seven and a half hasn't helped, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll stick with it. And hopefully we can, uh, we can see a few runs from either team and this will go over. Uh, quick lightning round. Does the NFL game tonight start, how many minutes does it start in? Two hours. Two hours from now? Yeah. Okay. Two hours, 20 minutes. All right, that's too long. You see, I thought it was one hour, 20 minutes. <laughs> I've just seen Just saw an advert on the telly and it threw me off. Um, 720 Eastern first pitch is the Philadelphia I,
2: Phillies. Hold on, Mel. You got distracted by the TV. Um, I'm going to side with you on the over as well here. Um, Matt Manning is a flatball fastball pitcher and the White Sox love feasting on fastballs and prefer them to be up in the zone. Um Lance Lynn against the Tigers in his career. The Tigers have actually had his number throughout his career. He's only 6-6 six six with a 4.50, ERA. uh array. I, I like this one to go over. Okay, sorry about that. No, I didn't
0: mean to cut yeah. you off. I could have sworn we'd started that game with you. Um, <laughs> so, where we where we at? 720, pitching matchup of the night here is the Philadelphia Phillies at the Atlanta Braves. Left-handed pitcher, Ranger Suarez, will go for the Phillies. And Max Freed uh will be on the hill for the Braves. The Phillies are plus 155. The Braves are minus 170. And the total is at seven and a half. And we'll come back to you, Noah, to lead us off.
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> this, one, this one's going to be fun. Atlanta, they're coming off an off day. And Philly, they are on a seven and one stretch in their last eight games. And they come to ATL from MIA. Uh, Philly, Ranger Suarez, he's nine and five on the year. 362 ERA, 114 strikeouts, 50 walks, and 134.1 innings pitch. He has a 546 ERA in his last four games. And uh, they're all against some uh, mediocre or bad offenses. Washington, San Francisco, Arizona, and Cincinnati. And then you look at Atlanta's starting pitcher is Max Fried, their ace. He's 13-6 on the year, 250 ERA, 155 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 169.1 innings pitched. You look at this guy throughout the second half of the season, and he has been a top-five pitcher in the MLB. Seven straight starts of giving up two runs or less. Yes, the Braves strike out a lot to the left-handed pitching, but they also own the third-best OPS against LHPs. That's a 793 OPS, and the Braves' bullpen is a full ERA point, better than the Phils. I like Atlanta minus one and a half, and take their team total as well.
0: Okay, so strong lean to the Braves. Uh, from Noah Moonaf. you joining him?
1: Yeah, you take a look at the left-handed um, uh, hitting numbers for the Atlanta Braves against left-handed pitching. Number three in WRC Plus over the uh, course of the season. Filter that down to the last two weeks. Um, they are, let's see, uh, number number 17. So it's dipped over, over at least over the last two weeks compared to the season long here. But now I think the spot where Atlanta – i think i agree with uh, what uh, everything noah just said there i think that you probably want to take a look at atlanta's um team total in this game also lean uh and actually will be betting the atlanta uh atlanta braves in this game mostly atlanta falcons atlanta braves in this game against the uh, philadelphia phillies i've got a team total of four and a half i like that over it's actually plus money right now too if you can get it there.
2: yeah
0: okay interesting i think um for me, it was enough to to trust both pitches here. Ranger Suarez um, has been great and the Phillies are going along quite nicely. Um, I think the Braves kinda of you a bit of a bounce back. They've been scuffling along um, between themselves and the Mets to just keep handing that division backwards and forwards to each other. Totally, I was set at seven and a half. Um, I do like Atlanta a little bit more. I've got a decision to make whether to play Suarez tomorrow in that game against Captain Insano. The only thing it's going to cost me, I think, is strikeouts. And I can afford to give away one category because I've got the lead in eight of them. Um, And I don't want Suarez to get blown up and Atlanta could do that. So I think um, I might sit Suarez tomorrow um, and play a little bit safe. But apart from that, I do trust him, um, as counterintuitive as that sounds. So I was leaning towards the under here um, at seven and a half. Next up, 8-10 Eastern first pitch. The Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros, where Adrian Martinez will go for Oakland. And JV is on the mound for Houston. The lines are uh, Oakland plus 300. Uh, Verlander and the Astros are minus 345. Tottenham totally is set at 7.5. Uh, Martinez, 4-4 four and four on this season, a 5.59 ERA. 38 and two thirds pitched with 31 strikeouts. Justin Verlander is 16 and 3 on the season. He has a 184 ERA. Um, this is Martinez's fourth start back in the rotation. Um, he got smashed last time, but actually his two starts before that um were decent. So I think the the last the last start he had. Um, kind of clouds his figures a little bit. I think it would be easy just to put this into auto fade uh, for Oakland. And I'm not sure that's really the case. Um, Volander, you know exactly what you get from him. Um, it was the White Sox who smashed uh, Martinez up last time, by the way. I was just trying to remember that. Um, we know exactly what we're going to get out of Volander. I know it's rule number one of uh, Noah's betting philosophy. Uh, because of the, that last start of Martinez, I think the number could be inflated here. Not expecting Oakland to score many, if any, runs at all. Um, and I think Martinez can hold it. I'd, I'd rather take the form of his two decent starts rather than the last one, which was horrible. So I'm going to take another under. I've got unders all over my card tonight. Um, and I'm going to take another under here at seven and a half, Munaf.
1: Yeah, I mean, Verlander has just been lights out at I mean all throughout the season, but at home at Maid Park, eight and one with a one point nine zero ERA. Two starts this season against the Oakland A's, thirteen innings pitch. He's only allowed three earned runs to the A's in those two starts. Um, and I kind of want to see what the final scores have been in those games. Like you mentioned about the under in these, uh uh in in this game here, Malcolm. So back on June first, that final was five to four um and then the other game let's see uh july 16th that ended up in a five nothing victory for the astros so um i think that maybe if you want to play an under but you're right i think that oakland a's probably won't be able to score very many runs maybe take a look at their first five innings team total under or full game under
0: yeah, that that five nothing win. That was the kind of thing I was thinking uh, might be the outcome tomorrow. And uh, Noah, we've just talked about your JV uh, philosophy. So how do you how do you dress this up tomorrow and, and come to a pick?
2: Yeah, we we, <laughs> I mean, uh, all season long, I really haven't fade, faded Verlander in one game, because um, I always joke around and say that's like my number one betting commandment. You know, also on that commandments tablet is you just you're cautious backing a guy off the IL, And especially with Verlander coming off of Tommy John, they're going to want to get this guy into the postseason. They're not going to mess around against the athletics. I think he gets five innings and he's done. I think they go into that bullpen and the athletics might be able to scratch across a couple of runs there. I like, uh, I'm not as confident in the under. I, I, it's hard for me to find a play in this game. If I'm going to force giving out a play, I, I gave out that team total on the, on the Braves, and I normally don't go fishing for team totals, but just thought, hey, what the heck. They put up three runs on Verlander in one of those games in June. The total for the Athletics' full game is two and a half. Uh, I think they can scratch across a couple in the bullpen. If not, get one or two off of Verlander as well, coming off the I.L. I I think that's my favorite play in this game.
0: Okay, a little bit contrarian there from Noah. Enjoy that. Hey, Tennyson. First pitch, the New York Yankees at the Milwaukee Brewers. Frankie Montes is going for the Yanks and Adrian Hauser for the Brewers. The Brewers are home puppy plus 115. The Yankees minus 125. Totally set at eight, Moon Off. This is a tricky one, I reckon, Moon Off.
1: Yeah, Frankie Montas has really struggled since he got traded to the New York Yankees. Um, over his last five games, one and three with a five point zero eight ERA on the road, three and four with a five point two zero ERA. His last two starts were against the Tampa Bay Rays, where he split uh, both of those games. Yankees won one and lost one. Um, but I'm just not very confident in a uh, sorry in uh, Frankie Montas uh, since the since the trade to the Yankees. His overall numbers, he's one in three with a five point nine four ERA. I guess we can compare that to him changing ballparks, right? We Oakland A's, I think I've said this before on the pod, is that in Oakland, a lot of foul territory, uh, uh, you know, pitcher's ballpark, we can say, now you go to Yankee Stadium where it's a hitter-friendly ballpark, um, and, and he struggled, right, um, as well as on the road. Adrian Hauser, 6-9 and nine on the season with a 4.61 ERA. Last five games, he is 2-1, and one, but he has an ERA of 5.09 um at home is where he has definitely been better where he's three and four with a 3.21 era but now you have an offense like the yankees coming to town where it seems like they've turned it around it hasn't been aaron judge um just trying to produce the runs by himself it's it's finally been a collective team effort um and you know there obviously there has been flashes of aaron judge hitting balls over the fence for them but i i think this is a little tricky for me um I kind of want to attack the total in this game at eight. I think that number is a little conservative here. Uh, I think the Yankees can, you know, get to Hauser. I think that the Brewers can get a couple off of uh, Montas as well. Um, Looking at WRC plus numbers here um, against right-handed pitching. Uh, Yankees are, let's see, over the last two weeks. um, Give me a second here. It's loading um yeah Yankees are number five in the entire league against right-handed pitching at 126 and the Milwaukee Brewers do struggle a little bit they're at number 22 but I think this number is a little conservative for me I'm gonna go over eight in this game
2: we have takes the over. know what you got so I'm not afraid to take the over I think I like Milwaukee on the money line a little bit better though they're five and two they're I I guess in a little bit of a hot streak right now, they took advantage of a, of a series against Cincinnati, but they also pounced all over Jordan Montgomery and St. Louis putting up eight runs in that game. It really surprised me because I was, I loved that Cardinals money line play that day. Um, I think we could get one of those sporadic offensive outbursts by Milwaukee in this game as well against Montas, who struggles on the road. This Yankees team in general struggles on the road, only a 37-34 and 34 record compared to a 50-22 and 22 record at home. And this Milwaukee Brewers record at home is great at 39-27 and 27 compared to their losing record on the road at 37-40. and 40. I feel like this is a nice spot for the Brewers to go up against a guy that we're just not really confident, can go out there and pitch consistently well for a team that really needs them right now. Yeah, 100% agree with
0: everything you said there, Noah. Um, I'm going to take the Brewers as well at plus 110. This for me, oh, sorry, plus 115. Um, this for me just came down to I could have taken either side. So it was the prices that convinced me. I wanted to find the better price. Um, sometimes it comes down to the value. Um, and at that plus price, uh, home dog against a pitcher who has been struggling. Um, I'm perfectly happy to take a plus one fifteen price here on the uh, on the Brewers. 8.15 Eastern, first pitch. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds at the St. Louis Cardinals. Since he are officially today, I've got Justin Dunn. Uh, going I have him for, too. Okay, so that's good enough for me. And Jack Flaherty will go for St. Louis. Uh, the books must be, happy it's Justin Dunn as well because we do have some lines. The Reds plus 237, the cards minus 265. Total is set at A to nowhere.
2: Yeah, I'm double-checking uh, the book right now to see if... Yeah, I mean, it's still Justin Dunn. He was confirmed on MLB.com and now they pulled his name, which is usually a telltale sign that he's not going to pitch tomorrow, which is really weird. But uh, we'll go with Dunn against Flaherty um but honestly there wasn't really much to pull from either guy's resume so far this year uh both small sample sizes but let's get into some trends the reds they're on a six game losing streak they're five and eleven in their last 16 games and the st louis cardinals they couldn't be more on the other side they're 15 and five in their last 20 home games they're 12 and five straight up in their last 17 cincinnati uh with uh, Questionable Justin Dunn. He's one and three on the year with a six ten ERA, twenty one strikeouts, seventeen walks, thirty one innings pitched, and only seven short starts. He doesn't go very deep into his games. Uh, Jack Flaherty. He's zero one with a three sixty ERA in two starts, and they were both against the Nationals and the Buckos with six strikeouts, five walks, and ten innings pitched. Honestly, I have not been impressed with Flaherty off of the IL against both teams that he faced were bad offenses and he's had a walk in every other inning um so that really makes me nervous with flarity's return here i'm not going to put my money on this game uh especially not knowing if Dunn is going but i'm not going to put money on flarity until i see this uh the old flarity and i think the cards offense if you really want to play this one i think the cards offense and their arm burn is good enough to have jack's back but uh I guess my pick is the run line here against a bad Reds team, but I'm just nervous about the play. I don't really like it.
0: Yeah, I think it has to be. That sometimes you just get the old ball and run lines. You normally get one and show, and this to me was one. Although this could be, I mean, the over stands out. This could be, you yeah, look at it like a nine to four game, something like that, um, where Cincinnati do suck. But I do quite like Justin Dunn, although... Um, he, just, he doesn't go very deep into the game. So you're having to put a lot of stock uh, in the Cincinnati Reds. And the Cincinnati Reds just really suck uh, incredibly hard at the moment. So I think regardless of what happens, I think St. Louis could score twice as many runs uh, as the Reds, whether it is something like 8-4 to four or 6-3. to three. They're going to be too good for them over the course of the nine innings, and we'll get that done at minus 125, Munaf.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have much for this game either. Um... Flaherty right now so I think still kind of trying to find his way back from since returning from the IL um, did struggle against the pirates, but fortunately the bats did show up for uh, Jack Flaherty in that game where they got the victory seven to five or the pirates, um, you know, like Noah mentioned, walks has been an issue for him so far since he's returned uh, only 12 strikeouts of 14 walks so far this season. Um, Yeah, I think that one way I would probably look at it is what you guys said, probably take a Cardinals team total in this game. But other than that, I probably won't have money on this game. I just want to see uh, how Jack Fleury does as he gets more starts under his belt.
0: Yeah. 9.38 Eastern first pitch. The Seattle Mariners, at the LA Angels. Lefty Robbie Ray will go for Seattle and Michael Lorenzen is on the hill for the Angels. Seattle minus 155. Home puppy, the Angels, plus 140. Tolia is set at eight. Uh, Robbie Ray, 12-9, 356 ERA, 166 and two-thirds, pitched with 189 punches. Uh, Lorenzo is six 6-6 six with a 470 ERA, has pitched 76 and two-thirds with 57 strikeouts. Uh, Robbie Ray is rolling really nicely, 4-1 in his last five, um, with a 205 ERA, even though his last start was his worst in that spell. He gave up four earned runs against Atlanta. Um, this is Michael Lorenzen's second start back uh, from the IL. Lorenzen was someone we were relatively high on, or I say we, I was relatively high on early on in the season. I had a bit of a mixed bag, was throwing in some good starts with a couple of stinkers. Um, he only gave up one earned run five and two thirds against Houston in that first start back. So it was a decent first ever. I think he's going to be okay. I think he'll have a good September. We could get four or five nice starts out of Michael Lorenzen. Um, of those last four games that Robbie Ray uh, was pitching in, the games have all gone under uh, the total. I had eight and a half here earlier on, which I absolutely fell in love with. Um, that total is now back to eight, um, but I'm still okay. It's another under on my board today. Uh, this was lockworthy for me. Um, I think both pitches can go really well. Um, the LA offence um, still kind of scuffling along. Um, so, yeah, give me the under eight here, Mona.
1: Yeah, Michael Lorenzen surprised he had a great start against the Astros um, in his return. Five and two thirds, like you mentioned, one earned run there. Did have four walks. Um, I don't think we can pull a lot from his previous starts because he did miss about two plus months there for uh, the Seattle Mariners. Uh, I'm sorry for the uh, LA Angels. But the one thing that sticks out to me about Robbie Ray uh, this season, he's already faced them three times. Uh, He is uh, 2-0 with a 1.80 ERA. He's gone at least six innings in each of those three starts, and he's had exactly 10 strikeouts in each of those three starts against this uh, Angels team. So if that number comes out um, for strikeout props, probably 7.5 probably. I I would still take a look at the over. He's just been so good against Angels teams this season. Uh, and just looking at the WRC plus numbers for the Angels against left-handed pitching, they are number seven over the last two weeks, and I think that's probably has a lot to do with the return of you know Mike Trout and David Fletcher, and obviously having Otani in the lineup as well. So um, I kind of do agree about your underplay in this game, uh, Malcolm, but um, I would probably be targeting the strikeout props for uh, Robbie Ray in this game.
0: Yeah, the Angels strike out a uh, hell of a lot as well. Uh, Louis Rangifo has been hitting uh, for the Angels. This might be a little DFS
2: play uh, if you're playing that. Um, Noah Seattle at the Angels. This is one of those classic one-and-a-half unit plays that I love. Robbie Ray, this year, I mean, this besides his few years at the D-backs, this year's been the only year that he's faced the Mariners. And on his resume, even counting the 2015 start against the uh, Seattle Mayor or against the Los Angeles Angels, if you want to count that one, he has a career ERA of 133 against these Angels. And like Munaf said, he's got 10 strikeouts in all three of his starts against them this year. Uh, strikeout props here, uh, Mariners uh, comfortably over the Angels. I won't go run line because I don't know how the Mariners' offense will perform. Um, but I know that Ray's going to go out there and shove. It's just, it's there.
0: <laughs> um. The TV's just showing that Cleveland Browns 94 yard field goal that broke both my heart and my bank Mm -hmm. balance on Sunday night, which is why I'm shaking my head um, at the TV. Yeah, it broke my bank balance. That's oh, exactly what it did. bank balance. I
2: heard no. back.
0: I was like, No, no. no. It very, over. very <laughs> much broke my bank roll on
2: Sunday. I Not wasn't to mention sure that, if, like you're one of those guys that just collapses after one of your plays lose. and just uh, Those, I think those three Danish kids collapsed after that went over <laughs> as well.
0: Uh, 9.40 Eastern. We've got two games left. I promise we're going to get the end suit. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitches the San Diego Padres at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Two lefties go here. It's Blake Snell for the Padres. And it is Madison Bumgarner for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The uh, Padres minus 170. D-backs are plus 155. Totally is set at eight and a half, Munaf.
1: Blake Snell is going to get the start here for the San Diego Padres uh, so far this season. Um, Blake Snell, six and nine with a 4.02 ERA. Been pretty good, actually, against the Diamondbacks. Um he is despite being 0 and one he has a 1.50 era it was only one start this season uh six innings um allowed four hits one earned run and 10 strikeouts but if i kind of filter this down um for blake snell since he was a member of the uh, san diego padres his numbers are give me one second here uh two and one with a 0.91 era and those are five starts against the arizona diamondbacks um, and I think one thing that also sticks out to me about uh, Blake Snell is also strikeouts here for him. Uh, in those five starts since last season, he's had at least eight strikeouts, and four of those five starts, including three starts, where he had ten and ten or more. And like I mentioned earlier this month, uh, September fifth, he did have a start against the Arizona Diamondbacks, where he did take an L, but he did have, like I mentioned, have ten strikeouts in that game. Masson Bumgarner has been the complete opposite; he has been absolutely struggling for this um, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks team, 6-14 and 14 on the season, 4.88 ERA. Um, last five games, he's 0-3 with an 8.42 ERA against the Padres this season. In four starts, 0-3 with a 5.29 ERA, allowed 10 earned runs and 17 innings pitched. So um, I am going to go with the Padres here. i probably look at their first five run line, uh, just fading uh, Madison Bumgarner here. Just has not been very good, like I mentioned against the Padres, and it's kind of want to go back and look at what the final scores in those games have been in those uh, four starts for him. Uh, back on April seventh, the Padres won that. Sorry, the Diamondbacks won the game four to two. The Diamondbacks scored four in the bottom of the ninth inning to break the hard stare. That was the Seth the, Beer walk off. Yeah, and then the other game, the Padres won ten to four in the start. And then his last two starts, the um, Padres won, let's see here, 4 nothing. And then the last start on July 15th, they won that game 5-3. Uh, to three. So they've covered their run line in three out of those four starts. So I would go Blake's strikeouts in this game, as well as a run line minus 1.5 for the uh, Padres, which currently sits at minus 110 as well. Possibly look at Padres team total. So maybe a stack if you want to for your same game parlay player. Nice. Uh, we have a stack. Noah, what have you got?
2: So my play, I, I love that Snell strikeout prop because just two starts ago, he faced this t team and put up 10. And Bumgarner actually at home against the Padres has fared well. He has eight innings this season against them, only given up one total run. Um, <clears throat> the way I lean, because the Padres' offense has uh, – it's either – Scoring a ton of runs in binge or not many at all, and honestly, the last ten games the ton of runs were in Coors Field against Colorado. Uh, last eight games not in Colorado, five zero zero three one five five five. So I guess in their most recent series against the Angels, that offense hasn't really been clicking. Um, and Bumgarner, like I mentioned, fares well at home against this Padres team. I like the Snell strikeouts and I like the under for the game. Um,
0: I had um kind of siding with uh Bumgarner here and the Diamondbacks, and then as the more Moon I've handicapped this game, it was kind of talking me out of it a little bit. Um, and then actually, you know, you've kind of just redressed the balance and uh <laughs> let me think that I do have a little bit of a chance here. I had the D backs written down here at plus 135. That's uh. Now out to plus 155. I do think uh, Bumgarner can go well in this position. Really, this was a fade of the Padres for the reasons Noah's just pointed out. I just don't trust them. Uh, That offence is a little bit manky at the moment. And yeah, they're four and six over the last 10. Uh, Arizona do have a winning record at home as well, 38 and 36 at home. So plus 155 for a team that over 500 at home uh, against a dodgy offence. I will take the D-backs as a duck. Uh, finally, the ten fifteen Eastern first pitch game. The LA Dodgers against the San Francisco Giants. Dustin May for the Dodgers and Logan Webb for the Giants. Oh, minus 165 are the Dodgers. The Giants are plus 150. Total set at seven and a half. Uh, Noah, lead us off with this last game.
2: Yeah, uh... This one's going to be a good one. Uh, I think I said that for another game, too. might have been Philly, Atlanta. But uh, the Dodgers taking on the Giants, they're actually 10-1 and in their last 11 games. Against the Giants, they just own everybody in their division. There's that stat trend for the Padres and the Diamondbacks as well. Uh, the Giants, they have some positive moment- momentum lately, as they're 4-1 and in the last five with a series win over the Atlanta Braves. Um, Dustin May gets the start here for the Dodgers. He's one and two with a 4.71 ERA, 21 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 21 innings pitched in four games this season. Those four games were two against the Padres and two against the Marlins. Um, and then you got Logan Webb, who for the Giants has been their most consistent pitcher outside of uh, what's his name. Why am I forgetting his name? The big lefty. Um, Carlos Rodon. At- Rodon, 13 and eight this year for Webb. 319 ERA, 149 strikeouts, 46 walks, and 178 innings pitched. Logan Webb has a 274 ERA, but ironically uh- – or has a home ERA of 2.74, but ironically, that's where his worst start against the Dodgers came this season. Was in AT&T Park or Oracle Park or, uh, yeah, Candlestick, whatever they want to call it. It's uh, Oracle right now. But other two starts Webb had against the Dodgers was a combined 2.25 ERA. He's been in great recent form with his last, uh, in his last starts he's had. Uh, six strikeouts in his last three starts with a 186 ERA. I think this is an amazing spot for the Giants
1: to pull off an upset as a dog uh, for my favorite bet of this game. It kind of makes me nervous that Logan Webb has an 0-2 record at home against his Dodgers team with a 7.36 ERA, and that dates back to the 2020 season. So one start each over the last three seasons, including this season, where on August 1st, Five innings pitch he gave up six earned runs to the uh dodgers now the question we talked about this earlier is what is the really the motivation for the dodgers since they've clinched the division uh, they will have the best record in the national league they'll get that number one spot in a buy in that first but i think you'll still see the everyday guys still out there now maybe you'll see guys getting dave roberts scheduling guys off you know having a day off here and there but I don't know. I just don't trust either one of these starters. You know, Dustin May has been a little erratic as well. Uh, He's been giving up the walks over his last two starts, which was against the Padres. Eight combined walks. Uh, One start, he had five. The other, he had three. Um, He gives up the long bomb as well. He gave up three home runs to the Padres over his last two starts as well. Um, So I think that Again, depending on which way the wind is gonna be going in this game, something I'm gonna be looking out for. I'm probably looking look at, at an over in this game. Seven and a half seems a little conservative here for me. So um I think that's my favorite play here uh as far as this game goes. Uh
0: for me I handicapped this really simply. It was a Dodgers run line. I wanted to take the Dodgers um with me over where a slight press slight preference for me over Webb in this situation. And if you're going to take the Dodgers, you then have to take them on the run line. It's kind of uh, baseball betting 101 this season. You have to upgrade them uh, to the run line. So you get the plus price as well um, on the Dodgers. So, yeah, give me LA at plus 110 uh, to cover the spread in that one. Um, and they are all 15 games handicapped, people. Um, we'll get to our lock and dog in a moment. I'll briefly tell you about Run Your Pool. Um Run Your Pool, uh, VIP is a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books plus exclusive access to real money pools. Um, Entry to the week one and week two pools, crucially, which are still live, guaranteed $5,000 in payouts as well as season-long pools with a guaranteed $100,000 payout. Um, Exclusive data as well and premium content like in-depth guides, for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag, use the code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com/slash VIP. Get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. Uh, that is the code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com/slash VIP. And odds trader. Um, odds trader will do loads of things for you here's what they'll do compare odds from all major sports books compare different sign-up codes and promo codes Um, and then once you've got all that done um, it'll give you things like um, play-by-play updates live scores player stats key game stats game day weather injuries and the all-important bet tracker as well which is a great feature uh, oddstradercom slash blue wire uh, is the number one site for all of your game day bets, locks, and dogs then, kids. Uh, And we will start with Mr. Noah Benick. What do you have for us?
2: So I'm going to have a big card tomorrow. But honestly, I have have two one-and-a-half unit plays on the money line that are above minus 150 and actually the rest of them are plus money bets. So I think my lock for the podcast, at least until these K props, I like Robbie Ray and Blake Snell for the day. Those are going to be minus money and probably my lock on the lock dog graphic tomorrow. But for today's podcast, let's do the Atlanta Braves minus one and a half plus half, plus one thirty-five as my lock. They have the better bullpen in this game, which is a full era point better than the Phillies. They have the better starter, Max Freed, who's been one of the best pitchers in the second half of the season, going up against Ranger Suarez, who's a lefty, and they have the third best OPS against left-handed pitching in the MLB at 793. So I love the Braves in this game. I like the team total, which was plus 105. I'm also going to be on that as well, but that's not going to be my dog. My dog just... A money line outright play is going to be Texas against the Tampa Bay Rays. I think this is a nice travel spot that they catch to uh, Tampa in. T- Texas got here early. They have a day off in Tampa Bay. Uh, and Tampa Bay is traveling from Toronto. Martin Perez is on the mound against Corey Kluber, and we've talked about Kluber maybe just mailing it in or just being fatigued here at the end of the season. He's just not been in great form. I trust Perez way more than Kluber to get this W, um, and look for the Rangers scratch a scratch out a couple of runs and win this one in a close, low-scoring game. So take it away, you guys.
0: Yeah, you um, you made a great case for Texas there, Noah. I've got a feeling that Moon has seriously considered that for his dog as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, there's not much else I like. I mean, the, I do the rec- like the Red Sox on their run line, but it's it's it's. I'm pretty sure that's going to shift to at least a minus 105 price by the time um, the game comes around probably higher, but um, if you yeah. want the Rangers, I can switch.
2: I can go to the Pirates. I loved Mitch Keller in his history against Malcolm waving his hand. Uh, <laughs> just no, jump I'll, in. Give Noah your dog
0: by stealing mine. That's not how it works.
1: I'll, I'll double. I'll go double. Uh, uh, double underdog here with uh, um, with Noah plus one twenty five on the Texas Rangers for everything that Noah just mentioned there. I'm not going to prolong it even more. Uh, For my lock, I'm going to go with that Yankees and Brewers over eight. I think that number is a little conservative here. Um, I I think that both uh, offenses offenses can get to the other pitcher. Um, You know, Yankees offense, the others are starting to contribute – And I think that the Milwaukee Brewers can get a few off of Frankie Montas in his struggle since he's been traded to the Yankees. So I'm sure that number is probably going to close at 8.5. So if he gets his pot early, go ahead and lock in that over 8. I still like that 8.5, but that's going to be my lock. Yankees, Brewers, over 8. And then my dog, uh, I'm going to go with Noah as well. Texas Rangers, plus 125. I'll make my dog the
2: Brewers. That was another one of the <laughs> underdogs that I liked on this uh, Craig Council in September really shows his excellence. I think this is going to be a playoff team at the end of the at the end of the month. Um, expect them to not throw to judge. He will not beat them in this series, and that bullpen is bouncing back after what kind of disaster month uh, August was. So this is one of the most trusted bullpens and most trusted managers. I like them to get a win in
1: game one against the Yankees. Yeah also did like the over in the Ru- the Rockies Cubs game tomorrow um the first game that we talked about just we're just waiting for that wind direction and if it is blowing out I think that we'll probably see 10 plus runs easy so again check the graphic tomorrow like Noah said big card <laughs>
0: <laughs> big card uh so my lock is a total i've lost half a run off it since i handicapped it this oh, afternoon wow. uh, which is slightly disappointing because i did absolutely love i've written the word of love next to it um and it was the under eight and a half in the seattle at la angels game uh ruby ray has been along great and i do put a lot of faith in michael lorenzen as well um so although Seattle, i do think seattle will um come out on top in this game um I'm expecting it to be relatively low scoring if Lorenzen uh, can hold it together. So I'll take the under eight and a half if you can find it somewhere. I have to take an eight. And um, as we revealed earlier on with me waving my hands around, uh, my dog's going to be Pittsburgh, plus 230. So it's just a giant price. Um, Mitch Keller's been a decent recent form um, and the Mets, you can't say the same about. So, um, yeah, it's been upset after upset in, in the... Recent game where these two pitchers faced each other. Pittsburgh came out on top. I think it was eight to two. In that game, getting a huge price, so give me Pittsburgh around about plus plus two thirty-seven. I think it was. Uh, so I'll take a very live dog there. And that is that. Um, that was a bit of an epic first show. It's always the same when there's three of us on in a in a full card. We struggle to get it down into anything less than uh, seventy-five minutes. And I did bore you with a bit of Vegas chat at the top. And through. it was
2: episode two hundred. So and it was, and it was episode
0: two hundred. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Thanks for putting up with us for 200 episodes. And like Munaf says, we'll uh, celebrate when we get to 1,000. Noah, thank you very much for listening. What's your your pick in the NFL tonight? Uh,
2: I really do not feel confident in that one. But I'll go with the Chiefs, minus 4.5, just uh, honestly, It's tough to fade, Mahomes. Uh,
0: Moon, after you gave
2: me some right bum
0: information on the NFL last week, but uh, have you got something to make up for it? What did I give you? You gave me... Ah, oh, what's his name? The wide receiver for the Rams who never touched the ball. Oh, um, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Oh, no. There's <laughs> another one, and I think <laughs> you, gave a Rashad, <laughs> you gave me Rashad. You gave me Rashad
1: Penny. Penny looked good in the first half. I don't know what the hell happened in the second. Half. Yeah, he was. That was.
0: If he'd have cashed out, they would have just get that bet was ninety percent over the finish line at yeah. halftime. And yeah, then boy. he
1: just didn't do anything. So, yeah, you've got some making <laughs> up to do So yeah. What have you got? I got you. I'm going Chargers tonight. I think everybody is on the Chiefs here tonight. Um, surprised I think Mah- – oh, not Mahomes. Uh, Herbert is undefeated against the Chiefs. So uh, I think the books are definitely going to need the the Chargers tonight. If you find that plus four and a half, I, I am taking the Chargers here tonight. I'm, I'm total square when it comes to NFL. I'll give you a college pick, uh, Malcolm, if you're
2: willing to play a college.
0: So, I watched I watched a lot of college last Saturday. I don't have a clue what was going on at
1: any he's point. Willing, he's willing to bet on a pissing contest if you give it to him.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's Central Florida, uh, minus the points against Florida Atlantic. UCF, if you see it like that as well. All of the All TCU Gators. guys. No, I'm a Gator guy. Oh, but They're the Golden Knights. <laughs> Damn it. It's All the of these TCU times. guys locked it. I love it as well. Central Florida just kind of pissed all over themselves in the second half and lost that game against Louisville, I think they bounced bounce back against a weaker opponent. So, I think it's Malcolm, Malcolm, you're the football expert over there in Vegas. Anything you like?
0: Um, well, I've got the unders tonight. I'm, going, I'm riding that Thursday night under trend, which I think is quite a strong trend. Um, and I parlayed up with the Chicago White Sox who won earlier on. I had a $100 ticket on Stanford last Saturday. I'd lost oh. it. I couldn't have gone. Like didn't lose like as in won the bet lost the ticket uh, when I woke up on Sunday morning so that was a bit of a kick in the pants Uh Chuck had turned me onto that one Sean's brother so um, right and also I'd really like to go to bed so we're going to stop this here uh, we're going to thank everyone for listening get over to the sports gambling podcast um, for all your information enjoy the game thank you Dylan thank you Noah thank you everybody else uh, we'll see you down the road cheers.